Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Men in Tights podcast. This is a kind of a last minute, but not really last minute, because I was planning on doing an episode this week. I just didn't know what I was going to talk about, because, you know, I try to talk about specific topics most of the time. Um, but decided this one, I'm just going to just talk about things, you know? That's why I came up with the episode for this one, the title for it, rather, as Life and Other Things, because a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now. It's, you know, it's it's, it's madness right now. Um, and I try not to get too political on here, because politics is a very divisive topic, and it can bring out the worst in some people. Um, I'm... Sorry, I'm eating a bowl of grapes right now. Um, but, so of course, the big topic that everyone is talking about right now going on in the world is the protests, you know, around the country, and around the world for that matter, uh, of people wanting justice for George Floyd, who, you know, not gonna go. Not gonna speak specific on the specifics of because we all already know that how that is. But um, we already, or rather, we already know what happened. Um, and we are, for the most part, from what I've seen, it's most. It's a pretty unanimous feeling on what happened to him and wanting justice for him. Uh, but it's very divided on people that are protesting, peacefully protesting, which of course I am very much in favor of. Um, and then there's the people who are rioting, looting, you know, setting fires to businesses, to buildings, to cars, destroying businesses, destroying people's houses as well. And that's a very, yeah, that's, you know, and, I, and I've seen different videos of that. And, you know, and, and I said I don't like to get political, but this segment of it, it's going to be pretty, pretty political, and, um, and it's just, there was one video that I saw, it was a black girl that she was in tears, or on the verge of tears, trying to stop these people, the people from rioting and destroying the businesses, because that is not the message that they are trying to put out there, and it's just, It's I I don't know it's 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 very heartbreaking to watch and it's just I I mean of course I am not black I so I cannot truly identify with 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 that um, but as a human being it what 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 is happening in this country is just in, insane you know and there is yes yeah, there is definitely a problem in the system. Uh, that needs to be eradicated and needs to be done something this is something that needs to be taken care of that is clear you know and when I was while I was watching a some recording this at 106 in the morning uh, Tuesday going into Wednesday and I was watching a WWE backstage a little while ago and they were talking about that on there because of Mark WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry was marching peaceful in a peaceful protest out in Texas, and CM Punk was speaking about it, and he said the advice for white people specifically is to shut up and listen. And I agree. 
so many of us need to just shut up and listen. You know, let the voices be be heard of the people trying to speak on this matter. You know, and educate us. Yeah, I can understand. Like I said, I'm I'm for the peaceful protest, 100. percent I um, I I'm you know, as an activist myself, not necessarily about for the same thing, but I I am an act an activist, so I very much am for peaceful protests. Yeah, and I've. It's such a, such a touchy subject that's, you know, it's hard. You don't want. It's something that you don't. You don't want to say the wrong thing because, you know, especially on social media, you know, people are so quick to cancel anyone and everyone. I mean, like just in the last three or four days, I've seen people on Twitter. Uh, trying to cancel Emma Watson, trying to cancel Kristen Bell, trying to cancel, uh, fuck, I don't remember what the other guy, it was a, um, base, the, the base, the base basis from Nirvana, um, you know, all because they're not speaking out on the, on the matter, the quote-unquote way they're supposed to, and, and it's like, it's like it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. You know, if, if you don't speak up, then you're racist. But if you do speak up, then that's not good enough. I don't know. You know, I'm glad I'm I'm glad that I'm not a celebrity because you know, oy, that would be a lot of, a lot to put up with. Um. Um. But yeah, my message on that is just. Be good people. Be good to each other. That's been my message for quite a while now that I've been trying to push on social media. You know, be good people. Be kind to each other. Love one another. I know it's easier said than done, but it's not quite as hard as you might think. It's very, very easy to be nice to each other. You know, it's just it's the person receiving that nice treatment. It's up to them to reciprocate it, you know. But anyways, try to move on to something... A little more positive. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I've added quite a little more to my wall back here. You know, I have the Survivor Series 2002 poster. I have WrestleMania 20 poster, and of course, I have the flag of my people representing my Boricua roots. And, and I took a picture showing that off, and I posted it on Twitter and Vero. And after that, you know, I decided to last minute, right just before I started recording, my autograph, Mr. Kennedy, action figure on the wall because I figured, eh, fuck it. Fill up the space some more. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make my my videos, you know, video version of this podcast more presentable for people that are watching. <laughs> and gonna keep on doing that uh, as time goes on. I've actually been looking into getting uh, a new, better, uh, a better microphone, a more presentable, professional-looking microphone presentation, and headphones to go along with it, so I can at least look like I know what I'm doing. Uh, because I clearly, clearly do not. Um, I know everybody's, at least people in my little, you know, nerd fandom, been enjoying HBO Max last week now. Uh, I do not have HBO Max, and that's not by choice. I tried to subscribe to it, just not really working out for me. And plus, that's not available on the Amazon Fire Stick just yet. 
So maybe once that once it's available once it's available on the Fire Stick, I can figure out how to get that working for myself because there's a lot of good stuff on there. You know, it's one almost a hundred years of movies and television from Warner Brothers that uh, can I can enjoy very much. I mean, yeah, a few of those the movies that are all are on there I already have, you know, on my my Blu-ray shelf, but you know. Nothing wrong with having having a little having some other options to see because it's a lot of stuff that I don't have in my collection that I would love to watch. Well, you know, I have been enjoying Disney Plus. Um, actually, just before I started recording this, I was watching the Spider-Man animated series from the '90s. Um, I'm on uh, the the Neogenic Nightmare story, Chapter Six. Private pause to the Chapter Six, the Morbius episode. Yeah, so and I remember, and I and I remember very very well the Morbius story that was on here. That instead of instead of blo- going for blood because it was a car- children's cartoon, he was seeking plasma. <laughs> I remember that very much. Uh, and you know, with the Morbius movie coming out next year, curious to see how that how they, you know, portray the story out. But that first trailer that they show for the Morbius film looked. Pretty, pretty fucking good. And I just hate that we have to wait until next year. I, th- I believe it's March of next year. Let me ch- check my phone because I have all these movies marked down on the calendar. Let's see. Alright, calendar. Alright, now. Alright. Uh, Alright, Last of Us Part 2 coming out on the 19th. Can't wait to play that. Scrolling, scrolling. Let me see. Alright. All right, now we are we're at 2021. All right, okay. All right. Uh, yes, March 19th, 2021 is when the Morbius film is scheduled to be released theatrically, and I cannot wait to see that because I am a Jer- fan of Jared Leto. I think he is a great actor, and that little bit that we got to see in that trailer looked pretty damn good. Um. And how that's going to connect to the MCU Spider-Man story, I'm very curious to see. You know, because they already teased uh, Vulture in the in the trailer, which, you know, that's probably somewhere towards the end of the movie. So, you know, I had to go ahead and spoil that part. Uh, Would have been a nice surprise sitting in the theaters watching the film. But, you know, what? Probably, they probably added that, added it, added that to get people excited to go see it. But we'll see, come March 19th, how the overall story is going to be. Um, I'm speaking of Jared Leto. Uh, all the talk for the the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad has been building up over the last few weeks, especially since Zack Snyder made the official announcement of Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to HBO Max next year. And... Yeah, I would love to see the air cut, you know, because he got pretty screwed over just as much as Zack Snyder, not quite as much. I mean, because Zack's was a whole other situation, because they t- completely took the movie away from him and fucked it up so badly. I mean, I remember when I I said that I that I enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters, and that is the truth. At the time, I enjoyed it, you know. But I knew that that was not com- completely Zack Snyder's movie. That was very clear. As soon as that movie starts, and you have that cell phone video with the f- 
fucked up mustache face of Henry Cavill, it was very apparent this is not going to be the movie that Zack Snyder wanted us to see. You know, but we are finally going to get that on HBO Max next year. Be it whether it is a four plus hour director's cut or it's going to be a six chapter miniseries. Either way, miniseries or full four hour director's cut, we're getting Zack Snyder's Justice League as intended. You know, with a few you know added scenes that he has been wanting to film. You know, such as the Martian Manhunter scene that he shared the storyboard for. A few years ago, but we, and yeah, you know, I think it was actually last year, sometime last year, that he had shared the storyboard images for Martian Manhunter, because he said he didn't get to film that part with with Harry Lennox, you know. But Harry Lennox is all for it. He tweeted his support for it as soon as it was announced. Uh, so can't wait to see how that's gonna go. Um, but yeah, going back to the Suicide Squad, you know, apparently. You know, David Ayer has been very vocal on how how much was changed from the principal photography of the film compared to what they put in the theatrical version of the film. Which I, I still enjoyed the theatrical version of Suicide Squad, especially the extended cut. You know, but you could tell very much that this was not the film he intended originally, because especially in that the first Comic Con trailer, the with the I Started a Joke song that plays, you could tell this was intended to be a very dramatic story, you know. As as he put it in one of his suits, a, a, a soulful dr- drama got beaten into a comedy. Which I've never the, the phrasing of that. It was beaten into a comedy. That's just I don't know. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> but you know, HBO Max and AT and T, they've been you know responding to p- fans on Twitter. They're they seem to be voicing their support for the AR cut. You know, it, at least it appears that way. You know, which kind of leads me to believe that they've already been in talks with him for it. And there's people back and forth on whether or not they should release that the air cut first, or they should wait until after the Snyder cut comes out. You know, and there's people like Grace Randolph who feels that releasing the air cut, you know, first would ba- would basically be like. You know, almost disrespecting the Snyder Cut movement, uh, which I can kind of see because it's like as soon as they announce Zack Snyder's Justice League, fans are immediately pivoted to release David Ayer's Suicide Squad. So I can kind of see where she's coming from, even though I know a lot of fan, a lot of the DCEU fans, especially, are not fans of hers uh, because she has shared a lot of misinformation for the most part. Um, but she also has gotten a lot of stuff right in her reporting, you know, in the way that she reports her the stuff from her sources. Um, um, but, you know, I can't really speak on that kind of stuff either because she has me blocked on Twitter and I don't remember what it was that I said that got her to block me. I think it might have been something with a me responding to somebody responding to her that it was a tweet about Batgirl I think I can't remember 100% but she blocked me and I don't follow her videos on YouTube either um, so yeah but she has sources and I do not have sources and my sources are the other YouTubers that I follow I mean my sources are Dave the Film Junkie and Chris Wong Swenson um, you know Ben and John from Real Anarchy um 
And yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm not at the level where I have a Hollywood source giving me information. Yeah. Would be nice if I if I could eventually get to that. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually take this podcast on the convention circuit. You know, be able to you know report from like San Diego Comic Con or New York Comic Con and you know Raleigh Con or whatever. You know, it would be nice to do that. Yeah, or even to like you know go to like WrestleMania, f- you know fan access events and report from that. That would be a lot of fun. You know, it would it would be cool if I could actually get to that level where I can you know get like a press pass and go to these events and get to interview people like like the like the uh, Faruqi brothers from Comic Book Debate that they went to New York Comic Con and they got to interview Bruce Tim and they got to interview Kevin Conroy. Um, and that they've on their podcast they've been able to interview you know Kleinos and Fabian Fabian Wagner and and Jay Oliva you know all all these people in the industry you know essentially legends of the industry I would love to to be able to do that you know yeah and but hey they they have their their resources and I have a lot of respect for them you know and I've you know the conversations that I've had with them they're they are great guys. They are wonderful people. They've always, and they've always been good to me. I've been good to them. You know, it's. I mean, hell, they they allowed me to use their uh, video from from New York Comic Con the with a uh, Zachary Levi on my Wonder Woman podcast that I did two years ago. They they allowed me to to use to use that. You know, and I I lo- I'm glad that they did. It was it was because it was a great video, and that they gave me permission to include it meant a lot to me. So. I know they're not listening, but thank you for for allowing that. But yeah, like again, going back to the thing with with Suicide Squad, just I, I mean, because of, of course there was a lot of the Joker scenes that were cut, you know, from it because there was there the whole the story was supposed to be almost completely different. It was supposed to be more dramatic. There was there was going to be some humor, but not as much humor as what they got. Because I think like the way um, how David Ayer said it, yeah, that that the um, the the way the critics responded to Batman versus Superman, and then the success of Deadpool is what made Warner Brothers decide we gotta lighten this up, insert insert a lot of humor, make it make it more publicly ex- ex- acceptable to the general audience, I guess, and because they. Because of the massive success of Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, the DCEU, officially, that is the official name of DC Extended Universe, officially, that's the official title, as HBO Max has, has it listed as that. Um, so all the people that keep saying, oh, it's the wor- it's world of DC, nope, it's the DC Extended Universe, fuck you who, who, th- who says otherwise. Um... Sorry, it was it's swallowing a grape, um, because um, because and, and there's a lot you can see it in, in those earlier trailers for Suicide Squad how different it was. Um, now there was a lot more scenes of jo- of Joker, like you know the in one of the trailers that he he has the half of his face is burned and he th- he throws a grenade and says bye bye. That was of course taken out, um, and then one of the trailers you see uh, Katana. Her eyes get blacked out because she's being possessed by Enchantress, and she fights the squad. And and David Ayer also had mentioned that there was uh, more to you know the 
to the Enchantress backstory at the beginning of the movie, now that it was more fleshed, it was a more fleshed out story. Um, and then uh, Adam Beach, who played uh, Slipknot in the film, even he said that he had that there was more to him as well besides just he pops out of uh, you know the the van, punches out a chick, and then he gets his head gets blown up. You know, like ten minutes later. Uh, oh, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, but hey, it's it's an f- almost four-year-old movie. You, if you didn't see it by now, you were never going to see it. Um, it's just funny because you know, I'm not, it's just interesting also to me that the Warner Brothers has such a long history of of this because they meddled with you know Richard Donner filming Superman and Superman Two at back at back and back back to back at the same time. Um, they meddled uh, with. Um, so they they've meddled a little bit with Batman Forever because it was apparently supposed to be a lot more serious and a lot darker. Because uh, if you if you read the gra- the the comic book graphic novel version of Batman Forever, it was it was a little darker. You know, like the the opening was supposed to be Two Face escaping Arkham Asylum. You know, with you know the Bat must die or whatever written in blood on the wall, and the the guard was supposed to be hanging from the ceiling fan or some shit. <laughs> You know, there was there was supposed to be a lot a lot more stuff like like when the when Riddler and Two Face are like running rampant over Gotham and then when when Riddler punches the security guard after Two Face teaches him how to throw a fist that apparently he takes his cane and beats the sh- beats the shit out of the guy until until, until he dies pretty much you know but yeah they were so concerned with wanting to sell toys you know and that's why we ended up with Batman Forever as it was even though I love Batman Forever. But then, Batman and Robin, yeah. Even though there are still elements of Batman and Robin I can enjoy. Um, but yeah, then the failure of Batman and Robin led to them canceling Superman Lives. And, you know, if you remember the Death of Superman Lives documentary that, that John Schnepp had directed, there was a lot of studio meddling with that. And then, you know, Batman for Superman had some meddling... Uh, where they had chopped off like you know thirty something minutes off of it, but then the you know the ultimate edition we got that thirty minutes back added back into it, and it was phenomenal at least to me. And then they meddled with Suicide Squad, they meddled with Justice League, and then allegedly they meddled with Birds of Prey. You know, according to Kathy Yan, you know after her her going back and forth with Grace Randolph on Twitter. Um. And you know what? If there is a quote-unquote yan cut, I want I'd, I'd like to see that as well, because I enjoyed Birds of Prey very much. I haven't seen it since the theatrical release. I'll probably get the Blu-ray sometime soon. I don't know. Maybe I'll get it when I get The Last of Us Part Two. Um, but yeah. And as I've been saying to other people, you know, if there's a director's cut of of any movie, just release the director's cuts. You know. Because I, I love wa- watching director's cuts of, of movies. Because 9 times out of 10, director's cut is better. You know, like there's the director's cut of Daredevil from 2003, the one that Ben Affleck starred in. I've never seen that director's cut. But I would love to watch it. I'm told that it is a better film. Because you know, the, the, the PG-13 theatrical version of it... Um, I'm able to enjoy it. It's not a great movie, but I'm able to enjoy it. Uh, mostly because I'm a Ben Affleck fan. Um, 
but I would love to see that director's cut because it is rated R. I don't know how much more is added to the story, especially because it's been at least 10 years since I've seen Ben Affleck's Daredevil. So I don't remember everything that happens in it. You know, I just remembered he that I thought he was a good Daredevil. To me, at least. Wow. Well, oh, yeah, and there's the, the unrated director's cut of uh, American Psycho with Christian Bale. I've never seen that, but I would love to see that as well. Uh, I think I have a whole, a whole bunch of director's cuts on my Amazon wish list that I have not purchased yet. Uh, but I would love to see it because I have, I have a lot of the movies that I do have that have director's cut versions. You know, the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, obviously. The extended cut of Superman the movie, which I guess is the director's cut. Uh, Terminator 2 extended director's cut. Uh, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition director's cut. Watchmen director's cut. To, uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead unrated director's cut. Um, and what's another one? Yeah, see now, now I'm just trying to think of these all the director's cuts. All right, there's the extended cut of Spider-Man Two. There's the editor's cut of Spider-Man Three. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, just if there's a director's cut of a movie, just then let release them. Doesn't matter. Oh. You know, because as I think, I remember Lee Wanell, you know, writer and director of the of the Invisible Man movie released earlier this year. Now he's that he I think it was him that he said that he hates the idea of a director's cut because that is the cut of the film that the audience should see. And I agree because the director's cut is what the director wants the audience is the ver- the vision that the audience is intended to be shown by the director. But studios they like to meddle because they like to they have their the, the executive level they have their own ideas of stuff they want to cut it down to a certain time so that they can get more show times out of it and earn more money that way and others that they like to cut stuff out because they want to get the 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 fresh review on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. that's why I've always been a believer of who gives a fuck what the critics think it's what the audience thinks that should matter. Yeah. Because especially what critics have been lately, over the last how many years I don't know, they get uh, like like I because t- I tweeted it out like a week ago that I miss the days when cr- movie critics were just movie critics and didn't allow personal or political bias to influence their reviews. Because that is how I truly feel. Because so many of them. They are influenced by their personal and political biases, and it it shows so clearly with so many movies, uh, especially Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> Ever since since Sucker Punch, especially that you can see that you can see their their personal and political bias towards Zack Snyder. Um, it's because they're not reviewing. The film based on what it actually is. They're basing on it on how they personally feel about the subject matter presented, rather than what the story is actually telling us. Uh, you know, because I I had had a seven day Zack Snyder film celebration that I did from last Saturday to last fr- last week. No, no, the Saturday before, because I started it. Let's see, 
on May 23rd until last Friday, the 29th. And I watched, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, 300, Watchmen, Legend of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, and then Batman vs. Superman. You know, all of them, great movies, to me at least. I loved all seven of them, and just what each with each film, like, I was reminded of why Zack Snyder is my favorite director, because each story I was invested in, the characters for each film I felt invested in, no, no, even if, no matter what was going on, like, I was invested in the story of Dawn of the Dead, very heavily, you know, like, especially, you know, Especially because I, I love Sarah Pauly. I absolutely love her. I've loved her since The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, where, when she played Sally. And loved 300. I was invested in the story of 300. Um, forgot that Michael Fassbender was in that one. You know, but... Hey, I love Michael Fassbender as well, so I was happy to see him there. And Watchmen. Loved everything about Watchmen. Um, Legend of the Guardians of the Gahul. I was heavily invested in, the, in that story as well. I mean, it's it's an animated cartoon about owls, and Zack Snyder made me feel emotionally invested in the story, and actually made me feel for the characters. And I was like, I cried a couple of times for the characters, especially the 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 baby, the little baby sister owl in the story. You know what happens to her towards the end. I I got emotional over it. You know, and then Sucker Punch. Everything that happened in that, I was emotionally invested in, especially uh, Rocket, played by Jenna Malone. I, lo I, I love Jenna Malone. This film very much reminded me why I love her. You know, I've, I've been in, in love with Jenna Malone since Darnie Darko. But, you know, I was invest very heavily invested in, in those characters. You know, Blondie, ba you know, Sweet Pea, Baby Doll, Blondie, Amber. I was invested in all of them. You know, and then Man of Steel, of course, Man of Steel is my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Not just because it's Superman, but because the story that he that he tells through Superman. You know, and then Batman vs Superman, f fucking phenomenal as well. You know, and and his 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 short film that he filmed on an iPhone, Snow Steam Snow Steam Iron, another f fucking phenomenal movie. You know, so I know I'm gonna love Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I am gonna love Army of the Dead whenever the fuck that comes out. Um, but, these critics are, because ever since they just announced that the, the, Zack Snyder's Justice League was coming to HBO Max next year, these people are already on the preemptive attack on Zack Snyder's movie, with their headlines saying, like, like oh, this is setting a bad, a, a, a dangerous precedent, you know, for on stu films and studios catering to the fans, you know, so they are rewarding toxic, toxic fandom, toxic behaviors, and like, oh, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, is it's still not going to be good, and all that other bullshit that pisses me off every fucking time I see it, you know, and then idiots like Jody's Corner, you know, saying that. You know, Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers is the plantation, and AT and T. Uh, you know, bought the plantation. You know, like, who the fuck would make such an analogy for it? Apparently, he did. Uh, and a lot of people have been attacking those who are on the attack against Zack Snyder. And the thing is, it's like, we should have. We should expect. We should have expected this because we'd been putting up with. We as as fans of Zack Snyder's work 
This is what we've had to put up with for almost 10 years now. So, I mean, I'm already prepared to see all the bullshit when Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out next year or when Army of the Dead comes out later this year, hopefully. You know, I'm already prepared to put up with that, but I'm I am not going to give them the attention that they seek. You know, like Ray Fisher said, do not engage. Do not engage. You know, it's so simple. Just you see it, yes, you know, we'll be upset, pissed off, annoyed by it, but push it aside because we won the fight for Zack Snyder's Justice League. We won the fight to release the Snyder Cut. We won. We won that fight. These people, and these people are, are can't handle it. They can't handle it. Oh my god. It's just... I, I, I gotta take a drink. I'm sorry. My throat's getting a little dry. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, we won. We won. So why are we, why are we wasting our, t- our time and our energy on these idiots? Why? Because what they think should not matter. You know, they're going to hate just because it has his name attached to it. You know? Because I've seen people actually going back to 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 Dawn of the Dead and 300 trying to find reasons to hate those movies. Even though those two, those two movies were very cri- were critically praised, m- majority critically plays, placed, praised, and were box office successes. Mostly 300, but they were both successful at the box office and critically acclaimed. But you know they're going back to to those movies and trying to hate hate it, you know, because they want to call Zack Snyder a racist. They want to call him misogynist, even though 300 is literally a bunch of buff dudes in leather thongs for the most pretty much. And then Dawn of the Dead, want to call him racist and misogynist. The the two main leads are is a woman and a black man. You know, Ving Rhymes and Sarah Polly. They are the main leads of the film. You know, and not even not just that. He cast Ray Fisher for Cyborg. He cast Jason Momoa for Aquaman. Ezra Miller, who is a gender fluid Jew, I believe is what he, he identifies as, uh, as the Flash, and you know, an Israeli Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Four. You know. For people that are people of color or of a certain you know religion, but yet they, they want to say he's racist and misogynist, and but in also how they want to talk about the way the Amazons looked in Justice League, not realizing that the way they looked is because the women who played those Amazons wanted to look that way to show off the hard work that they put in their bodies. You know, look you look it up; it, it is there. You know. Because they wanted to show off their perfect, their their their, mus- their perfectly sculpted muscular bodies that they worked so hard to achieve for this movie, but because people have an agenda to push, they wanted to say that he's misogynist and he's sexist. Because look, look at the look at how they worked looked in Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman, and look how they look in, in Justice League. Or you know, when a woman directs and when a man directs, fuck, fuck off with that shit. Hey. I, I get so worked up over the stupidest things. Yeah. Well, it's not even stupid. It's I, I, I get worked up over ignorance. Yeah. 
it'd be so much better when I get a nice little apartment and I can have like a little office space so I can put all this nice little stuff, you know, have, have a much better presentation with my Revenge of the Jedi and poster and Batman clock and Joker poster and 3D Jaws poster, Mr. Kennedy action figure, Puerto Rican flag, WrestleMania 20, Survivor Series 2002, you know, have a nice better little 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 microphone that, ha- that I have on like the little boomstick thing that I'll hang right there, you know, you know, maybe even wear like a specific outfit for for the video presentation. I don't know. <sighs> you know, I was actually I was almost gonna wear the my Bret Hart sunglasses for the for this one. Maybe I'll save it for the next video. Um, but yeah, <laughs> went on that whole rant and I feel like I didn't say anything. Well, not that I didn't say anything, but just. You know, I don't know whoever will be watching or listening to this will even care what I've had to say for the last, let me see, 36 minutes and counting. And, yeah, because that's just how I feel. I feel for, the, I, for, the, for, the, for a while, I felt like that what I say doesn't matter to some people, to the people that I try to reach out to, to hear what I'm trying to say. I feel like it doesn't matter to them. You know, and I hate feeling that way. It's not a fun feeling. You know, like I think I even tweeted it that I, lately I've felt so invisible, and I don't know specifically why. I just know that I don't like it, yeah, and I don't like it. I don't like feeling invisible because it makes me feel like my voice doesn't matter. You know, you know, and that's that's not a good feeling that anyone should have. You know. Yeah, cause, like, cause I, cause I just like the the groups that I associate with through social media, especially. Um, I feel like that my voice is never heard, because the the other everyone else is so much louder than I am, and they have a longer reach than I do, and because of that longer reach and louder voice, they get all the attention and support. And I'm just hanging, hanging in the background, just like, hey, hey guys, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here too, hi. So, you know, it does that. I know that sounds a little bit, a little selfish, and I get that. You know, but you know, sometimes it's okay to be selfish. Uh, it's just, you know, like, like in, like I'm like I was, when I was talking to my friend Justin. I, I, I told, I described it to him as, you know, like, you know, what Max in. And uh, and Amazing Spider-Man too. I just wanted people to see me. You know. Uh. Yeah, but I've gotten used to that over the years. I've gotten used to feeling like my voice is not being heard. And it's it's just something I've accepted. You know, my target audience that I seek out is not going to hear me the way I want them to. Nothing I can do about that. All I can do is just continue to to try to speak out, speak up, um, and try to reach others through my platform that I've chosen to 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 use. And I feel like I've done something with it. 
although I would love to do more. I mean, I've reached some people through my Break the Sigma campaign with the t-shirt that, let me see, as of right now, is still sitting at nine shirts sold and $45 raised with a week left. Now, six days, uh, 18 hours and 17 minutes left. And I was hoping it would have been a much higher number than that, but at the same time, I'm just happy for the people that did participate in that one. Thank you very much. If you are watching this or listening to this, thank you to those who have participated in this. But it's not going to be the last campaign that I do because I have made it my mission to be a mental health advocate because there is such a stigma and negative stereotype to those who have mental illnesses and it is my mission to break the stigma and educate people properly on what really goes on with these conditions. Um, so once this t-shirt campaign ends, I'm going to wait a few more weeks, you know, people who order the shirts and receive those shirts, and then I'm going to launch a second campaign with a variation of the shirt, because this one it's a green shirt with white text. This The next one it's going to be green text, coming in a variety of colors because green is the color of mental illness so I want to include green on every design that I have going forward with this campaign so you know the other one that's the first one is a green shirt with white lettering so you know wanting to include green is only so much I can do with that but with the green with the lettering on it break the stigma on the front hashtag mental health awareness on the back with though if those those being green I am able to have the shirt itself be a variety of colors. Like I'll have it in white, black, you know, very different heather cut, heathered designs, uh, orange, red, uh, I think yellow, purple. Uh, let me see what else was on here because there's quite a few of them. I, ha I have the whole thing saved on here. So let me see what other, excuse me, colors are on here. Right, yeah, white, gold, orange, black, sport gray. Graphite Heather, red, and purple. Uh, let me see what other colors I can add to this. Because I want to, you know, have a variety so that not everyone has to wear the same, you know, color. Because I know not everyone likes to wear, you know, just a solid white or a solid black. Some people, like, they like to wear other colors. Alright, let's see. Alright, and... Let me see if I can find a good pink color on here. Alright, there's... There's Heliconia, not sure how that looks exactly. There's Azalea, there's Safety Pink, not sure what Safety Pink means. There's Coral Silk. Uh, hmm. I mean, because I, mean, you know, I, I do like the color pink. I mean, you know, Bret Hart wore it, and Bret Hart's my all time favorite wrestler, so. Hmm. Alright, let me. Let me try looking at something else on here. See if I can find that good pink color. Alright. Hmm. Let me see. Maybe maybe safety pink will 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 look good. Let me try it. Yeah, it actually doesn't look bad. Huh. Alright, yeah, so then I'll I'll add safety pink to it.
and I'm going to launch that one in July because you know, I want to be able to have that one go from July 1st to July 31st to give the entire month for that. So that'll be a lot of fun. And as I mentioned earlier, The, the Last of Us Part 2 will come out June 19th. I'm going to try to get that on day one because you know, I've been promising to do video game reviews on here for a while. Um, so I'm going to try to do a uh, review of the first Last of Us game before that and then get through The Last of Us Part 2 and try to get a review out for that one as well. Uh, which, of course, both for, both reviews will be spoiler-full. They will have spoilers because, I, for me, I feel like I can't give a proper review without spoiling anything because uh, a lot of times it's just... A lot of times I feel like... I can't contain enough of this of myself to speak about it without spoiling at least something. So that's why I always put a spoiler that's why I always put spoilers in the title and the thumbnail for these for these podcasts because I don't want to mislead anybody and give them give them a, the the false sense of, you know, that I that I'm not going to spoil it. So yeah. So I did the first uh, four movie reviews that I did on this channel were spoiler-free you know, for Halloween 2018, um, Aquaman, and then Fighting With My Family and Captain Marvel. But ever since I did Avengers Endgame, I've been doing spoiler reviews after that. You know, because I did Avengers Endgame, then Dark Phoenix, Spider-Man Far From Home, Lion King, Joker, Star Wars Rides of Skywalker, and Birds of Prey, you know, feel like I have at least one more in there. I don't know. But they've, those have all been spoiler reviews. And then also with the retro film reviews, those are all spoilers as well. You know. Because you know, I don't like to be spoiled without warning. So that's why I always put the warning that there is going to be spoilers in these reviews. Because I don't like to be the person that spoils it for someone who didn't want a spoiler. So that's why I always put that warning ahead of time. So... You know, but I am looking forward very much to playing The Last of Us Part 2 because, you know, I don't give a shit about the leaks. I've done a good job of avoiding them, even though I've heard a couple of things. But I've also heard from other people and other sources, reputable sources, uh, that the supposed leaks were early development and early concept stuff that are not in the finalized version of the game. So, And even so, I don't give a shit about, about these leaks because... I did not seek them out like other people did, and I'm not going to let that influence whether or not I'm going to play The Last of Us Part Two because, you know, I trust Naughty Dog. They have not done me wrong because I love Uncharted: Drake's Fortune. I love Uncharted Two: Thieves um, Among Thieves. I love Uncharted Three: You know, Drake's Deception. I love The Last of Us. I love Uncharted Four: A Thief's End. I love Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. So I know I'm going to love Uncharted. Not sorry, Uncharted: The Last of Us Part Two. Ooh, sorry, I was I was playing Uncharted three earlier, so I might probably because I have I have them on my mind right now. Yeah, cause I've been trying to I've been trying to beat the the Uncharted games on crushing setting, and so far Uncharted three this is the farthest I've gotten on any of the Uncharted games on the crushing setting. No, not crushing, brutal. You know, because Uncharted because Drake's Drake's Fortune, um, Among Thieves, and Drake's Deception have the brutal. Uh, difficulty setting. Uncharted 4 does not have that, and neither does Lost Legacy. They go up to crushing, and that's it. 
And I've already beaten the first three games on Crushing. So I'm trying to beat the, the three, these three games on Brutal. And so far, I've this is the farthest I've gotten in any of the three games on the Brutal setting. I'm at the, um, when they're, is this, I'm trying to remember where it is. Uh, where, when they go to rescue Cutter and Chloe, that I'm at, I'm at that part now. But it's after they bump into Cutter and Chloe, after trying to rescue them. I'm, I'm, I'm at that part where it's the four of them trying to, you know, find the as above, so below thing. You know, so if I can be, if I'm, if I'm able to beat it on, on, on Brutal, that'll be awesome. Because if I can do that, then I'll be able to knock out the other, the other two. You know. and I've been meaning to do. Uh, a, the, a worst the best ranking for Uncharted games because because I played all five of them so many times now and I love all five but I have my which ones I like more than others so and how I'm gonna how I would rank all five of them because I ha I haven't played Golden Abyss that's on the the PS Vita I think it is I don't know so uh, so but to rank the five main console games. You know, it'd be fun to see how I feel ranking all of them. Even though I already know which one is my number one. <laughs> you know, just like when I, after I finished my Zack Snyder, you know, movie thing, that I already said, like, I don't know how I would rank them, except I already know Man of Steel is my number one. You know, because that, that's, cause like I said, Man of Steel, this is a story that just resonates with me with so many, on so many, so many levels. I love it so much. Like I said, not just because it's a Superman story. That's part of it. But it's because the story hits me, hits hits a, hits a, a, a part of my heart that not not that many films can do. Yeah. And I've always been a believer that if, that if, if, a, if, a, if a film can hit you right in the heart, then, it, you know, it's something special. Yeah. Same thing with like Boy Meets World, you know. That's like I said. That's my. F I've I've realized in rewatching it recently that it is my favorite show of all time. You know, that's why I did that podcast. Podcast talking about it. You know, and I've been talking to you know Film Junkie and Justin, trying to see if we can do a three man panel talking about Boy Meets World since all three of us love that show so much. Especially because season six is such a, such a great season, and it is my favorite season for so many reasons. You know. But if you want to hear what I want to say about Boy Meets World, check out my Boy Meets World podcast from three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Either way, it's right here on the channel. Just check it out. Uh, if, and in fact, I'll put the link to the YouTube video in the description. Uh, oh, shit, I'm at 50 minutes. Wow. 50 minutes talking about almost nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Well, you know what? When I get talking on certain subjects and certain things that I'm passionate about, I can't shut up. So, that's how, like when I did my um, my podcast last year where I talked about you know the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, I went just under, t just shy of two hours talking about these matches. Um, and then my Batman Worst to Best video ranking, that went a whole two hours of me talking about Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I just finished my bowl of grapes. Uh, but I still got my jug of water right here. 
I just wanna, I'm gonna end this on on this on this note. Just like I said, be kind to each other, be good to each other, treat each other respectfully, and treat each other like like human beings. And respect that we are different from each other, and that there's nothing wrong with being different. Because if we were all because if we were all the same, life would not be exciting. And, you know, I don't know how the, how everyone's gonna feel about those particular sentiments, but that is where I'm gonna end this episode of the Menetites Podcast. And I hope you, those of you who did, check this out. I hope you enjoyed hearing what I had to say. And if you watched the YouTube video version of it, I hope you enjoyed my little the additions to my background. And if you like to see anything else added to that wall i'm open to suggestions and um and uh make sure you subscribe to the Menetize podcast on spotify google podcast castbox radio public breaker right here on youtube so follow me on twitter at i am fositude uh follow me on instagram and vero both of those are at fositude as i always say my dms are open to anyone and everyone who wants to just talk about anything and um, support me on Patreon if you can. One dollar a month. The link will be in the description below. And um, check out the Minutes Podcast Store. That link will be in the description as well for T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, baseball shirts, long sleeve shirts, ringer T-shirts, uh, face masks, pillows, notebooks, cell phone covers, uh, wall art, tapestry, um, magnets, stickers. Pins, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that link will be in the description as well. And as I already mentioned before, my Break the Stigma T-shirt, the current campaign, the green shirt with the white lettering, that is in the description as well. You have just under a week left as of this recording to purchase that shirt and make that forty forty something dollars up a little a little higher. Um, and. Uh, Thank you all so much for watching and for listening and for subscribing. I love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I hope you all are taking care of each other and staying safe. And if you are going to participate in protests, please do so peacefully. And stay safe out there. And This has been the Minutes Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time.